This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym most nerdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's those nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, my friends, to your Tuesday Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you... Would like to be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. As we speak, you and I, historic things are happening in Washington, D.C. Right now, a process is underway that has not taken place in our lifetimes. Indeed, the lifetime of anybody sitting in the House chamber today. Moments ago, the vote started on whether or not to vacate the speakership. Essentially to fire Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Earlier today, after the House took up the Matt Getz motion, as promised, to vacate the speakership, there was a resolution put forward to table that resolution. If Republicans had voted in party line, then the whole issue would have been moot. Speaker McCarthy would have retained his speakership. The House would have effectively told Matt Gates to go away, little boy, and all would be Business as usual. It is not business as usual. Eleven Republican members of the House voted not to table that resolution, to let go forward what is happening right now. About an hour and five minutes ago, Both sides on this, both sides of the Republican argument, had 30 minutes to make their case as to why Kevin McCarthy should stay or he should go. The debates ended a few minutes before this show began, and the vote began. This is not the usual vote by roll call, I'm sorry, by electronic ballot with a lot of time, this vote is requiring the clerk of the House 
as she's doing right now, to read each member's name and have them vote from their seats on the House, in the House of Representatives. We will know shortly whether Kevin McCarthy will be fired as Speaker. And even if he is, that doesn't mean that he will stay fired. His name could be put right back up for leadership, and we could go through this exercise that we went through in January when he was elected, and it took 15 votes of the House to get him a victory. It is unknown. We have not seen this in our lifetimes, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program. The last time that the House held a vote like this was when Speaker Cannon was the Speaker. Those of you in Washington know that the Cannon office building that houses many members of the House is named after John Cannon III, I believe, or John Cannon. He was the House Speaker. He was from Illinois. He was called a tyrant in his time. He also headed up the Rules Committee back then, and so, for instance, if he didn't like whatever rule was there, he would change it. Joseph C. Cannon was his name, and that vote was, I'm looking for the exact year it was, I don't want to be inaccurate in it, but it was over, it was about 100 years ago. It was over 100 years ago. It was 1910. Speaker Joseph G. Cannon faced an intra-party revolt, that's what we're seeing today. It is said that that vote led to Democrats taking over the House because it split the party. Now, to show you how far back this is, or you think, I mean, it was 113 years ago, but Cannon had gotten inspired to go into politics because he heard Abraham Lincoln speak. Some of his colleagues used to call him a czar or Uncle Joe. He ruled with an iron grip. And that frustrated a lot of Republicans. They delayed the vote, delayed the vote until no more. And then, even though three dozen Republicans voted against them, he held on. So what happens today? Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House, has called for Matt Getz to be expelled. He wants Matt Getz thrown out of the House. Former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, today said that Republicans should expel Matt Getz, defeat his motion to oust Kevin McCarthy. Well, they haven't done that. He wrote a scathing op-ed that was published in the Washington Post. He called... Matt Getz, anti-Republican, says he's engaged in childish behavior 
has become actively destructive to the conservative movement. Getz's motion to remove McCarthy should be swiftly defeated, and then he should be expelled from the House Republican Conference. House Republicans have far more important things to do than entertain one ch- one member's ego. Newt Gingrich said that Getz has gone beyond regular drama. He's destroying the House GOP's ability to govern and has drawn a sharp contrast with the policy disasters of the Biden administration. This is rich. Newt Gingrich has ripped Matt Getz for what he describes as egocentric behavior. (laughs) Anybody that remembers the tumultuous speakership of Newt Gingrich should find that one mildly amusing. <sighs> There's a story today. They're piling on. The anti-Gets camp is piling on. Daily Mail has a story. The consensus is that Matt Getz is an A-hole. Republicans tear into diabolical saboteur Republican over his tantrum and narcissistic charade to oust Kevin McCarthy as speaker. Well, you know what you don't hear in any of these things? You hear a lot of you hear a lot of this or that. The guy's an a-hole. The guy's this. The guy's that. He's an egotist and all that. But if you actually follow what's taking place on the House floor, Matt Getz is talking about a few things. He's talking about the fact that no one's addressing the debt, that this speaker has not opened up and changed the way that the House operates as he promised to do when he was elected speaker. There's not an open amendment process, for instance. And I could go on and on, but a lot of this stuff is in the weeds, makes people's eyes glaze over because they don't understand some of the importance of it, or they don't want to be bothered with what they see as a political ship that just goes around in circles. The bottom line is that there could be some turmoil that begins in a few moments. And we don't know where that turmoil will end up. It is very possible that if Kevin McCarthy puts his, or supporters of Kevin McCarthy, and there are many in this conference, if they say, nope, we're going to do it again, we'll put his name back up, we could be in for a long protracted debate on who the House Speaker is. It is also, to me, unquestionable that part of the process will be that Democrats will nominate Hakeem Jeffries to be the next Speaker of the House. They are not going to help Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans figure this one out. I ask all of you the same question, and I asked it earlier this week. So what if Kevin goes? What? Are you expecting a change? Now, what Gates is saying, and some of the Republicans, Andy Biggs among them, I have a lot of respect for Andy Biggs. We've had him on the show before. Look, the things that they are asking for are real things, and they are very important things. It is worth noting that what came up in the Getz debate was one of, one of the things is that we've been running this government on continuing resolutions. Congress has not done its job in passing the 12 spending bills that they are required to 
come up with the appropriations bills. There is no clean budgeting process in the House. So all of these are things that the Republicans like Getz and like others are saying they are demanding. Look, stop running. There have been over 100 continuing resolutions to keep this government funded. 100. This is not the way Congress is supposed to work. But yet you will hear Republican after Republican that is the ones that are in favor of Kevin McCarthy stand up and say, oh, this House has exceeded expectations. We've done this. We passed that. We did this. We passed that. We are great. But I doubt whether most of you, those of you who vote Republican, have any confidence that this Republican Congress has done the right thing. You even see the oversight committees and its frustration. Yeah, it's nice to hear once in a while somebody like Merrick Garland take a pounding on a talking point, but what happens afterwards? What happens? Where is the real oversight, meaning the accountability that comes with the exposure of what definitely has been a two-tier justice system. Where is the accountability? So there is a lot going on today in D.C. I'd love to hear what you have to say about it as well. We are celebrating Hispanic Heritage here on WABC today. I asked our supremely gifted booker, of guests to get me someone, if possible, and she did it. And I'm very pleased about that. And so later this hour, we are expecting to hear from NASA astronaut Jose Hernandez. If you have not seen this man's story, I would urge you, if you, especially if you have Netflix, to look at the movie A Million Miles Away. Jose Hernandez, NASA astronaut, is so much more. He began his life as the child of migrant farmers who followed the crops from Mexico through California. He first saw a spaceship going up on the black-and-white TV the family had during that occasion and was fascinated and decided he wanted to become an astronaut. He wanted to go into space. The road was not easy. He had a difficult time, but to me, Jose Hernandez is the epitome of what the American dream is all about. And I urge you to stick around and listen to this conversation that's due to come up here shortly. I'd love to get as many of your calls as I can. And we will take as many calls as we can. We shall see how this vote ends up, whether Kevin McCarthy's gone or not. Don't speak. Gwen Stefani, whose birthday... Is today she's a youngin, born in 1969. Ooh. That I'm losing my 
Beautiful song. Happy birthday, Gwen. WABC, James Golden, Bo Snurley with you here for our Bo Snurley Rush Hour. 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us. 800-848-9222. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Today, my friends, also the birthday of Tommy Lee, drummer founding member of Motley Crue. Kickstart my heart right here on WABC. Talk Radio 77. Coming up shortly, a conversation with Jose Hernandez, NASA astronaut, and to me, just the epitome of the American dream. Keep it right here. The vote is still occurring. The role is still being called in the House of Representatives to see whether Kevin McCarthy will survive as Speaker. Well, the first vote. This could go on for days. Let me take a few calls right now, uh, and because time to take calls is going to be limited today. Enrique in Westchester County. You're up first on WABC, Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you, Enrique? Great, great. Hey, listen, pleasure to hear you, man. I'm a longtime listener of Rush. I have two books from Rush that were autographed, but I just want to let you know that I am disgusted with American politics. I was, I'm a, I was born in Cuba, came to America at a young age. My father said we speak English here now. Okay, learned English, went to school here. Been working hard all my life, and I am so disgusted with what's going on. That's all I got to say, man. Well, thank you. Now, let me ask you a question. Is part of your disgust what's happening today with this move to topple Kevin McCarthy, or do you support it? Where do you see this playing into your feeling of disgust with the American political system? Uh, Just what's going on, how these politicians are going you get an average guy goes to the white, becomes a politician, you know, graduates from the White House, and he's a billionaire, a millionaire. Okay, I, mean, I got what's you. What's going on? Exactly. By the way, uh, Kevin, uh, the the trial of Bob Menendez in uh, from New Jersey, New Jersey Center is coming up early in spring of next year. Uh, political news: Hunter Biden today pled not guilty. For three gun charges, that is part of in the landscape of politics. That story got pushed down by what's happening in the House of Representatives. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has weighed in on Donald Trump with a snarky remark. He says Trump ought to uh, uh, run around his cell three times for weight loss. Thanks, Arnie. Fail, 
failed governor of California. Crime problems are still persisting in parts of America. I have a whole stack of stories we won't be able to get to today on that, but I'm going to hold them, including that of a New York police detective who tried to save his own life by driving through a crowd of these protesters over George Floyd, and he finds himself now in court trying to hang on to his job, which is just the whole story is disgusting. There's this uh, story today from NBC News, 30,000 visits from illegal immigrants seeking medical care at New York's hospital system. Bellevue Hospital downtown has seen nearly one quarter of the 30,000, 30,000. And you want to know why health care costs remain high? So, a lot going on in politics. Robert, in Brooklyn, New York, you're up next on WABC. How are you, Robert? Uh, Thanks for taking my call. You know, um, Gates, he uh, tweeted D.C. Drano, and it seemed like he indicated that, the you know, McCarthy will be back in, but then Gates and Gates and company are going to get some more concessions. So that's one way it could come out. I mean, but honestly, my happiness would be if they couldn't agree to any speaker and then nothing could get passed because at least they won't be spending more money and at least they won't be passing more bad legislation. Now, I, you know, it's interesting because I thought about that, too, and I wonder what happens if they can't, if this thing just goes on and on. Here's the, here's one of the issues that surrounds that. This latest continuing resolution, this latest stopgap, runs out in about 40 days. And so here we we are going to be going into a holiday season. As Princess Di predicted, we have seen this over and over again, with yet the threat of another government shutdown. Now, there are those who are arguing that today's move is nothing but inviting chaos. Matt Gates took issue with that. He said chaos are these continued deficits. Chaos is this, this $33 trillion in debt. Chaos, and he went, went through a litany of things, the failure at the border. How can we look at that as anything other than chaos? So what is really happening in the House? As I said, this is a historic vote. We have not seen this in our lifetime what is happening on the floor of the House of Representatives right now. And it will be quite interesting to see the way it works out. One of the people that is being suggested for a replacement for Kevin McCarthy is one of his lieutenants. Congressman, I believe his name is Emmis, or uh, I believe, uh, and from Minnesota. But he strongly supports McCarthy. Jim Jordan made a very impassioned speech, too. So did Elise Stefanik from New York with Kevin. Marjorie Taylor Greene pretty much came out yesterday and just told, told Matt Getz this was not a good idea. As you heard earlier, former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich is suggesting that Republicans ought to expel 
Matt Gates. Where do you stand, James? Where I stand is what I said the other day. Fine, you want to get rid of Kevin? Get rid of Kevin. You put the next guy in there, it's going to be more of the same. Conservative Republicans do not have the votes to satisfy the conservative base. That is the bottom line in the House. We've got to take a break. We're going to go political. We're going to stay political. On WABC. My fire, the one desire, believe when I say I want it that way. But we are Stay with us. Coming right back. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Space Oddity brings us back on WABC. I've been looking forward to this ever since I was told that Jose Hernandez has agreed to come on our program. Welcome, Mr. Hernandez. How are you, sir? I am doing great, Bo, and uh, it wasn't a hard decision to uh, to decide to come on your show. I'm very proud to be on your show, and thank you for the honor. You, I, I am almost speechless. Your life is extraordinary. You represent to me the American dream, and you epitomize what it is to be an American, to not give in to the I can't do it, the victimhood status that has inflicted so many people to give in to despair when things don't go right. You began your life, and as a family, you were born in California, but your family was a family of migrant workers. You followed the crops, you and your family. That's correct, and, yes, sir. Yeah. And, if, and, and let me just ask you this, the movie, A Million Miles Away, accurate? Is this an accurate representation of your life? It's a very accurate representation, Bo. I'll tell you, uh, my parents come from the central state of Michoacan, Mexico, and my dad, as a 15-year-old, started doing this every year. Nine months in California, three months in Mexico, and during those nine months, three different places in California, southern, central, and northern California, and married my mom. Had kids. Half of us were born here. Half were born in Mexico. It just depended what month you were born in, and uh, and we traveled around with my parents. So it wasn't a very conducive environment getting our early years of education because it wasn't until my second grade teacher. I'm the youngest of four. My second grade teacher, after asking her for three months worth of homework because we were going to Mexico, this was the first time our family was asking for that. She said enough's enough, and she went and talked to my parents convinced them to stay in Northern California, Stockton, California, and that's when our education started to get tractionable. Wow. And so the part of the movie that I saw, you were fiddling around with the the, 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 the rabbit ears on your antenna trying to get a yes. good look at a space launch. And boy, that's did right. I relate to that. I remember sitting in front of the TV when John Glenn went up. I'm a bit older yeah. than you. 
Uh-huh. You know, yes. and it's fascinating. And it, yes, it is. And as a matter of fact, they got that one a little wrong uh, because they they made it the first moonwalk. But I actually remember the one that I was holding the rabbit ear in tennis. It was actually the very last mission, Apollo 17. And there I am Whoa. holding that rabbit ear antennas as a 10-year-old. It was December 1972. Clearly remember, it was cold because I would go outside and see the moon almost full, come back inside, see astronaut Gene Cernan walk on the moon, and hear the, the reporter, still remember his name, Walter Cron- Cronkite, narrating that moonwalk. And, man, that's when it hit me. That's it. I said, that's what I want to be. And maybe it was because I was holding the rabbit ear antennas and through osmosis, I became programmed to be an astronaut. But <laughs> I tell you, I wanted to be an astronaut and, uh, and I never looked back since. I said, that's what I'm going to be. That's my calling. The road wasn't easy. Now, I got to tell no. you, when I first turned on this movie a million miles away, it was one of those things I'm going to, I open up Netflix, which I rarely watch uh-huh. anymore. I see uh-huh. this thing a million miles away. I'm like, okay. Uh, what is this? This is going to be prime, another with one of these sci-fi, yeah. right? Uh-huh. A prime video, prime video. Yeah, it's prime on prime video. video. Prime video. Yes, uh-huh. right. I got it mixed up. Anyway, it's like okay, this is going to be another one of these science fiction things, and then very quickly realize it's not. And then by the time this movie ends, I'm I'm got like you know like bawling at some points in this movie. Yeah. It with what you, you and your, it, yeah, it makes you, uh, you know, you get a lump in your throat, uh, Bo, uh, because yeah. it, it's uh, the the things we go through and everything. But you know, I always tell people that you know they tell me they shed tears. I said, yeah, but it's I'm sure there were tears of joy, happy tears, because you know everything ended well. You know, <clears throat> I I got to hand it to my father. My father was the one that really set me on course because that evening when I told him I wanted to be an astronaut as a ten year old. You know, this is a man who's a farm worker, uh, only has a third grade education, but he had the wisdom to sit me down in the kitchen table, make me justify why I wanted to be an astronaut. And then he did two incredible things. The first thing he does is he validates the dream. He says, I think you can do it, son. And for a 10 year old to hear that from their father, you believe it. Yeah, I said, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then he says, if you really want to do it, follow these five simple steps. I'm going to give you a simple recipe, he said. The first thing is, Determine your purpose in life. What is it you want to accomplish? Second, recognize how far you are. Third, draw yourself a roadmap so you know how to get there. Fourth, prepare yourself according to the challenge you chose in life. And fifth, the same work ethic you put out working in the fields, picking fruits and vegetables, Saturdays and Sundays, seven days a week during the summer. He pointed to my books. He says, you put that effort here. And then when you graduate college, you put it in your job. Always give more than what people expect out of you. And he says, you mix that up. That's the recipe to succeed. And then I took that hook, line, and sinker, and I've applied it up to today, Bo. I still use it today, that recipe. I just add one other uh, ingredient, and that's perseverance, because NASA rejected me not once, not twice, but 11 times. It wasn't until the 12th time I finally got selected. And that's what makes the movie so incredible, so joyful, because you see what struggles I go through in preparation to get selected by NASA. And this is the part that blew my mind. Every time you 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 did this with determination that you were just not going to stop. Now there is, I read because I've been reading about you too. Uh huh. They said the sixth uh-huh. time that the sixth time that this happened, 
the sixth time it happened, you decided that it was that that was going to be one where you said, "Okay, I crumbled up the paper, done." And it was your wife that gave you the the exactly. I was ready to. I was throwing in the towel at the sixth rejection, and my wife said, "Read the last line for me." And the last line said in the rejection letter, "Feel free to reapply again." And she said, they're not telling you to don't reapply. I agree with them. They don't want you the sixth time or the five other times, but you don't know the seventh, eighth, or ninth time. And uh, I know you, she says, you're going to have that little warm-up curiosity wondering what if I had applied, and that's going to eat up at you, and you're going to become a bitter old man. I want to be married to a bitter old man, so you better shape up. And then her parting words were the ones that resonated with me, both. She said, I don't know what they have that you don't have. And when she said, when she said oh. that, when she said that, it was like, wow, my mind blew because I said, you know what? I don't know either. I better find out. And that's when I found out I needed to be a pilot. I needed to be scuba certified. I needed to be an elite athlete, and I needed to learn a third language. And so I started working on all those things, and sure enough, on my 12th attempt, I finally got selected. But thanks and to that woman. And you did, but this, I, is, yeah. this is so important. Though this is yeah. so important, you yeah. learned how to scuba dive. You learned how to become a pilot. You yes. learned how to speak. And the, the movie said it was Russian, which is not Russian. an easy language. No, no, it's not. But if you're bilingual, it's easier to learn a third language, though. And so that's what I found. Russian, it's a whole new alphabet. You got to remember, you got to memorize the Cyrillic alphabet and then start speaking. I learned Russian because I took the job. For the State Department at Lawrence Livermore National Lab that took me to Russia in, in working in the nuclear nonproliferation arena, helping the Russians take control of their nuclear stockpile in, 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 in no other place than Siberia. So I took 25 trips on during a five-year period that I worked on this project, and that's how I learned Russian. Okay, now let me ask you a question. It must yes, break sir. your heart. I'm sure it breaks your heart when you see so many kids in America, that yeah. that look like they've given up before they even started, that don't even give all that they can to school, that, and they don't get the kind of encouragement that you have. What would you say to America's children, anyone that looks up to you and says, I want to do what he did. I want to go to yeah. space. I want to I do something with my life. What yeah, would you tell well, them? Well, well, Bo, you know, this is the reason why I was so glad that Hollywood came calling, uh, because when I left NASA, I wrote books. You know, I have Reaching for the Stars, and I also I have several children's books and those type of things. And then I started being a conference speaker, a motivational speaker. But you could only reach so many people by speaking to them or writing a book. So when uh, when Hollywood came calling and said, we want to do a movie based on your life story, I said, only if done correctly. And I was very careful to retain a little bit of that creative control. So I made sure it was told correctly, which it was. And, and so I embraced it because I said, now we can help millions. And I would tell kids, I said, look at the story. Look at that important five-ingredient recipe that my father gave me. Add perseverance to it, and uh, I'll make you the same promise my father made me that evening that you too can reach for your own stars. It's a simple five ingredient recipe, adding perseverance to it. And, uh, and they can do it though. And, and this is why I have a foundation reaching for the stars in the central Valley of California. 
to help uh, to help kids and 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 to uh, uh, to encourage them to follow careers in STEM because we need more people of color in STEM uh, if we're going to remain competitive in this global economy. Okay, now I want to know this. What was it like the first time you went? What was it like? What was it like? You take you off. What was it like when this this rocket takes off underneath you? And okay, let me let, let me let me explain the, the the blast off for you. Okay, first of okay, all, okay, okay, you you go up the elevator to the one ninety two foot level and you walk that gantry to the entrance of the shuttle and it's fully fueled, cryogenic fuel, which means it's real cold and uh, metal is shrinking and expanding and creaking and smoking and you feel like you're going inside a beast because it's alive and you go inside and you hear the countdown count to zero that's when three engines come to life the orange tank is feeding these three engines you feel you hear the rumble you feel a uh, gentle vibration half a second later the two solid white rocket boosters light up all of a sudden the noise level goes up in order of magnitude the vibrations like a 9.0 on the Richter scale for earthquake, just when you think things are going to fall apart, you feel a push in your body and your back, and uh, you're off to the races. That's liftoff. And you, it only takes eight and a half minutes to get up into space. You go from zero to 17,500 miles an hour in eight and a half minutes. I'll tell you, it's the best ride Disney can ever hope for because the pressure starts building, 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 all the way up to the point uh, that uh, maximum acceleration when you shut off the engines, it feels like three people that weigh like you are on top of you. You're ready for this ride to be over because it's even hard to breathe. You can't expand your chest. But once that happens, uh, you reach Miko main engine cutoff. The acceleration goes to zero. That 500-pound gorilla disappears, and now you're free-floating in space. you got your seatbelt on, but you feel loosey-goosey, and you're going around the world at an altitude of about 260 miles above ground, once every 90 minutes at 17,500 miles an hour, you undo the seatbelt, and then all of a sudden you're floating. Now it seems so unnatural. You feel like a superhero. Uh, I'll tell you, you feel like a superhero because you're defying the laws of physics as we know them on the ground. You're floating. You can push yourself off a wall, do your best Superman impersonation, and uh, I'll tell you, it's just the best feeling uh, you know, words don't do it justice, Bo. Looking out into space, what do you think for the first when you first looked out of that vehicle and you are in you you're in you are above the earth you're in outer space? What are you thinking? You, you, you got two windows. You, you know, uh, you get the window to look at a beautiful Earth, and then the opposite window you look the window to the universe, as I call it, and you look at everything and you're in awe. And you feel so humble because we're such a small microcosmic speck of dust in the grand scheme of that vast universe that you're seeing. And uh, so you feel very humbled and, and you say, wow, this is a big, big, big place. And we're just a small speck of dust. I have no words to tell you how much I love your story. I feel like I know you because of watching this movie and and then reading up about you. You are just one of the most incredible human beings. Oh, thank you. Uh, a source it. and your family, not just you, your wife, your family, oh, my wife, your dad, my parents, your, yeah. yes, your this parents, your cousin, this, this, your exactly. cousin. 
Exactly. This was a journey, uh, Bo, that it wasn't a journey of an individual reaching his goal. It was a journey where the community came along, the family came along, my wife came along, my kids came along because everybody played a crucial role, as you'll see in the movie, as you saw in the movie. Everybody had a crucial role that allowed me to finally uh, reach my goal. I mean, without any one of those components, there's no way I would have gotten there. So it's a celebration of a whole community and a family and couple that uh, made it to space. A million miles away, and he is so down to earth, my friends. This is just such a remarkable story. Jose Hernandez, please come back and join us. Absolutely. Again. Absolutely, both. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. It's time for us to check in with Lou Dobbs, ladies and gentlemen. It is official. Kevin McCarthy has been removed. As Speaker of the House. What happens next is anybody's guess. Final vote 216 to 210 on that motion to vacate the chair. Coming back in just a moment. This is ground control to Major Tom. You really made the grade. This is The Rush Hour with those Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Time after time. Well, what an afternoon, historic afternoon. We have not seen this before. The last time a Speaker of the House, I talked about this in the opening segment of the show, the last time a Speaker of the House was up to be tossed out was in 1910, Joseph Cannon for whom the Cannon Office Buildings are named, that was unsuccessful. This motion to vacate was successful. Matt Getz, what happens to Matt Getz's career now? There are people like Newt Gingrich saying, get Getz out of Congress, expel him right now. That, and especially hearing Newt talk about Matt Getz's ego, I just find hilarious. To find Newt Gingrich talking about anyone's ego, I find hilarious. But. Newt Gingrich does carry a lot of weight in that town as a former speaker. What happens now? Republicans should be able to elect somebody. But if it were that easy, why didn't someone step up in January? So who do Republicans coalesce around now? There are people on uh, social media thanking Matt Getz already. Let me just caution you, the story is not over yet. In fact, some might say the story now is just beginning. We'll see how this plays out in the days ahead. You know what it's time for, so we will do that, whether it's... James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Whether it's Kevin McCarthy or not, whatever you want to talk about in our closing moments of the program. And again, I want to thank NASA astronaut Jose Hernandez. I just think he's a remarkable human being. Let's start on the telephones with Al from Yonkers. How are you, Al? Yeah, hi, Bo. You know, Kevin McCarthy uh, did it to himself by double-dealing. Uh, he was becoming, in a short term, like his Republican predecessor, Bomer. 
So I'm glad he left. Uh, he should have been more considerate uh, when he went 15 rounds to get the speakership, but he just wanted to do it for himself. So I'm glad he's gone and they can get a compromised Republican in there. We will see if that is what they do. Thank you for the call, Al. Let's go to Mike in Deer Park, Long Island. How are you, Mike? Good. First time, long time. Listen, the Republicans better get on the same team because the state of American politics in this country is an absolute joke. And it all starts with the leader-in-chief, so-called leader-in-chief, and everyone that he has appointed. It's a disaster, and he's appointed them for not, for not having qualifications to do their job, but for race, for sex, or some other kind of defect. It's insane, and something needs to change. Thank you, Mike. Let's go to Adam in Mineola. Adam, how are you? I'm all right. I just want to say the Republicans are in sham. You know, that was embarrassing for that guy to get ousted like that, you know, after just getting in there in January, and they can't govern anyway. So put a Democrat in there or put Liz Cheney in there. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. But thank you for the call. Mike in Oceanside, how are you? You're up next. Quickly, Mike. Hey, Bo, how are you? It's been a while. First, I want to wish you a happy Taco Tuesday. And this thing with the illegals, that they don't know what to do with them, that we have, that we have to feed them uh, and clothe them and get them jobs. How are we going to get them jobs when we don't have jobs for our own citizens that are here? Well, I mean, you can ask Kathy Hochul that because she says she's found 18,000 jobs already for those who have entered the country illegal. So ask Kathy Hochul how that works. Jimmy in Brooklyn, you have 30 seconds. you got to make it count. Answering President Trump, misinformation is wrong or inaccurate information. It's accidental or just simply a mistake. This, D-I-S, disinformation, on the other hand, is wrong or, misle- or misleading information purposely pushed to serve a political end. Thank shape- you. That's the time we have. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you your family, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be here with you. God willing, we'll do it all again tomorrow. For Bolsonaro's Rush Hour, the Wednesday edition. See you then. Bye.